Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to have a wonderful time in Jesus, and I'm so glad that you are here. Whether you are joining me today by way of your Roku device or YouTube or the website or podcast, however you're listening or watching, we want you to know that Jesus loves you so very much. And I am so excited that you're here and that we're here together once again in Bible study. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled God's Protection Plan. Our Heavenly Father has a plan already in store for us today, and His plan is to protect you, is to prosper you, it is to favor you. And we're going to see a lot of this today. This is so awesome. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one or part two, make sure you go back to do that because it's going to give you proper context with um, with this one, with number three. I keep wanting to say verse three. Yes, with part three, episode three. So please pray for us today. All right. So, you know, before we get started, we're going to have to have a word of prayer. And before we pray, let me tell you this. Uh, I'll be praying, of course, for the word. And let me also pray for you. OK, so um, as we pray, put your hands on your television set or your remote control. That's fine. <laughs> or your or your cell phone or your tablet. However, you're listening or watching. If you're listening to us by way of radio, put your hand on the console there in the car. However, you want to do it. That's going to be our point of contact as we pray today. All right. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much uh, for your beloved, my friend that is right now listening or watching. Lord, I pray that you would bless their families, that you would bless their households. Lord, I pray that the precious blood of Jesus would cover them and keep them safe, keep them safe from viruses and, and diseases and attacks on every side. Father, I pray, as written here in Psalm 91, that you will preserve them, uh, Lord, actually in Psalm 121, that you will preserve them from all evil, that you will preserve their souls. And Father, I do pray from Psalm 91 that, you, that no evil will befall them, neither shall any plague come near their dwelling. So, Father, I pray over them that you would keep them and that you would prosper them and that you would protect them. Not only them, Lord, but all that pertain to them, their families, their relations, that you would keep them safe and that the enemy would find no place among them. And Lord, we also pray for today's Bible study that you would lead us in your word so that we may grow. We ask you this in Jesus name. Amen. Well, you guys ready to get into the word? Let's get into the word. Well, we, as we've been doing, let's go ahead and read all of Psalm 91 verses 1 through 16, and then we'll go back and talk about it. All right. I believe the last time we were together, we stopped on verse four. And so we're going to get into verse five. And I pray today we'll be getting to verse uh, five, six and seven, maybe verse eight. I don't know. So we're going to try and just see how far we go. OK. All right. As always, read along with me. Uh, the King James Version, it goes like this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. 
His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that waits at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Awesome! Praise God. Well, the last time we were on verse, verse number four, and we're going to go to verse number five. So let's go ahead and do that. And I'm so grateful that we meet together on a weekly basis because the Lord really talks to me uh, throughout the week and he reveals even more stuff. This is great. Even more to me. So uh, as, uh, as more information comes available, I'll give you the latest update. How about that? All right. It's like a little news broadcast, isn't it? Well, here's some more information from heaven uh, that I want to give you today. All right. So first of all, I want you to see Let's go back up to verse number four. And this was such a powerful thought that I received sometime this morning. Such a very powerful thought. Listen to this. So verse four says again, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. Here's where the thought came from here. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Here's the thought that hit me like a ton of bricks. When truth becomes a shield, lies become arrows. Did you get that? When truth becomes, becomes a shield, lies become arrows. Because truth protects you from lies. So this tells me during this time that we're talking about here in Psalm 91, during even these perilous times, there's going to be a lot of lies. There's going to be a lot of in, innuendos, a lot of rumors circulating. But God's truth shields us. It's like a shield or it is a shield. It's like a buckler or it is a buckler that keeps us safe from the onslaught of all the lies that are being told. Now, a lot of things are happening in our world today and surely Unfortunately, a lot of people have died uh, due to diseases, um, due to uh, viruses, cancers, uh, car accidents, plane accidents. People are unfortunately dying every day. But what the enemy wants you to think is that today is your day to die. And he will try to fill your heart with fear. Let me tell you, my friends, 
as we see in the very last verse of Psalm 91, the Bible says, with long life will he satisfy you and show you his salvation. So we've got to um, we've got to tie into God's word. We've got to receive his word as true fact. We've got to believe in what he said with long life. Will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? So I'm not sure who the Lord is talking to today, but understand this, that his shield, his word is his shield. His truth is his shield. His word is his truth. And it's a shield. If we believe in it and take hold of it, it is a shield that will defend you from the lies or tauntings of the enemy. You may have received a negative doctor's report. Let me tell you, we thank God for that man. We thank God for that woman and the schooling that they have gone through. And we thank the Lord for the medical technology that we have. But their word is not the final word. Your heavenly father has proclaimed with long life. Will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? Hallelujah to the lamb of God. Remember, the Bible declares it was by the stripes of Jesus that you were healed. Glory to God. So whoever the Lord is talking to today, maybe it's you, but I'm telling you that you don't need to worry. You just need to keep your faith and trust in God. Worried never did anything but cause people's hair to fall out, cause us to eat more, cause us to do whatever. Worry doesn't solve the problem, but faith. Oh, now that's another message altogether. That's another subject altogether. Believing in his finished work. I'm telling you. So verse four again, when truth is a shield, you better bet lies will be arrows and believing in his word, believing in his truth, believing in the truth will keep you safe from the arrows that are flying, flying around. Let me tell you, my friends, let God's word be a shield. Believe in what he said more than what you hear from this world system. Amen. All right. Well, let's try to go on now to verse number five. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So let's look at this. And this is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Before we get to verse five, let's go back to verse number one. I saw some things. I got another update for verse one. And I want to bring this to your attention uh, before we go in, in before, before we go on any further. Look back to verse number one for a moment. See, this is another reason why I'm so glad that we meet together on a weekly basis. All right. Verse one says again, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. All right. Let me give you some some updates about this. I want to make sure that we're clear. Jesus is the secret place that's located in the presence of the Almighty, in the shadow of the Almighty. One more time, he that dwells, and the word dwell there does mean to live there. And if you look further back, the word dwell can also be interpreted to sit. That's where you live, that's where you abide, that's where you sit, that's where you rest. It's your resting place, all right? So as we rest in the secret place, and again, Jesus is the secret place. We're resting in what Jesus has said for us and what Jesus has done for us. I'm t as we get this, I'm telling you, everything else hinges on verse number one. So I don't know how much more information we're going to get on it, but how many more updates we'll get. But as often as they come, I'll give them to you again. Jesus is 
that secret place. He is a place uh, for us to dwell and we rest in him. We sit in him. We, we rest. We dwell in him. Listen, it says, he who uh, dwelleth in the secret place, again, Jesus is the secret place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, we said before, the word abide there means to remain. And we can remain there permanently. We need to remain in Christ permanently. If you're born of God, guess what? You're in Christ permanently. He's there in you and you are in him. Listen, let me bring you just one other point here. He says, you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, here's the thought. Here's the update. Ready? Beep, 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 beep. It's coming. It's coming to you. Here's the update. If you are in Christ, Christ gives you access to the shadow, gives you access to permanently abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's what we're saying here. The word Almighty here means, is, in the Hebrew, is Shaddai, Shaddai. And Shaddai means most powerful, most powerful. So those who dwell in Christ or those who uh, dwell in Christ, those who sit in Christ, those who rest in Christ, choose to make Christ their resting place, their home, if you will, you'll have access. You'll be able to remain permanently under the shadow of the most powerful, the shadow of El Shaddai. Now, what does that mean? Shadow, shadow means favor. Shadow talks about favor. And it also talks about the presence of God. Shadow meaning favor, and it also talks about the presence of God. If you're close enough to me to remain in my shadow, guess what? You have my favor. You have my favor. You have my approval. If you're remaining in my shadow. You ever had someone, I mean, you love them, but every time you turned around, they were always up under you, you know, Oh, I love you, but you, you may say, oh, I love you, but can you give me just a little bit of space? Daddy needs a little bit of time, or mommy needs a little bit of time. Let me go over here. <laughs> I've known some mothers, oh, when they went to the bathroom, that was their time. Because they know when they came out of the bathroom, everybody was always under them. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, right? The children always want to be under or be in the shadow of their parents being the shadow of mommy and daddy, especially when we get, especially when we are, when we are younger, we want their protection. We want their uh, favor. We want their acceptance in the shadow. But listen, the father's not like us in that we are impatient and all of that. No, the father is very patient and he is love extreme and his grace is new towards you every single day. He wants you in his shadow. He wants you in his presence. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He really does. So again, those who choose to dwell in Christ, Christ is a secret place hidden in the Father, hidden in God. You're going to abide permanently. You're going to live permanently or dwell permanently in the Father's shadow, in the shadow of the Most High, the El Shaddai, the Most Powerful. Now, again, so shadow means favor. It is the presence of the Lord. And if you're in the presence of the Lord, there are three other things that you're going to experience. One you're going to experience. Now, they all begin with the P, which is great. One, you're going to experience the Father's protection. 
two, you're going to, you're going to experience his power. Oh, I love that. His protection, his power, and you're also going to experience his provision, his provision right there in the presence of the Lord. So once again, let's roll it back. Make sure we got this. The shadow of the, the shadow of the most high or the all powerful God, the most powerful. I love that. The most powerful, the Shaddai being in his shadow affords you, uh, you're obviously in his presence, but it affords you, affords you his protection. It affords you uh, his provision and it affords you his power. So these things are wonderful and they come as a result of your covenant or your relationship with Jesus. Jesus makes you right in the sight of God. Now, here's another lie that the enemy is going to try to tell you. They, the enemy may say, well, that secret place is just for those who are uber spiritual. No, the secret place are for those who have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They will abide. We will abide in God. We will abide in that protective secret place. It's all about Jesus. Jesus makes you acceptable in the sight of God. So let's go ahead. Let me give you just a couple of scriptures uh, about you being accepted in the presence of God. And of course, that has nothing to do with your individual works. It is by grace, least any man should boast. Jesus makes you accepted in the presence of God. I'm telling you, he makes you wanted in the presence of God. This is wonderful. So let's take a moment and get this. And now I see, boy, are we going to get to verse five? I don't know, but let's get through with this update, okay? Now, grab a hold of this. So again, through Christ, we are accepted in the presence of God, the Almighty, the most powerful. And let me tell you, the most powerful is so much more powerful than the latest virus or the latest disease or the latest calamity. You want to be in the most powerful, accepted and welcomed in the most powerful. Listen to, uh, let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter, verses three through six. And again, I'm trying to communicate to you that through Christ, you are accepted in the shadow or in the presence of the most high. All right. So listen to verse three and we read uh, down to verse six. It says, all praise to God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, let me take, let me stop for a moment here. I will normally get for you or uh, bring this to you out of King James, but New Living Translation really knocks this out of the park. So I want you to hear this. Hear this. this is why I selected this for you today. Again, verse number three says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now listen to verse four. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. That's our current state in Christ Jesus, holy and without fault in his eyes. 
We're going to read on a little bit further, but that's really a praise moment. Hallelujah. If you are in Christ, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible declares through the work of Jesus, through the finished work of Jesus, through his shed blood, that you are already holy and without fault in his eyes. Glory. Not because you didn't sin last night, not because you you gave your your tithe or you come to church or you read your Bible every day. No, those are your works. But because of what Jesus has done, you're already without fault in the eyes of God, because when God looks at you, he sees you through Christ. Glory to God. We can say through the lenses of Christ, you are in Christ. Glory, hallelujah. And if you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, now's a very good time to do it. Glory. Let's read on a little bit further. Verse 5 says, God decided in advance to, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us uh, to himself through Christ, or rather bringing us through him. Uh, Lord, help me. Let's start again. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us uh, who belong to his dear son. God has poured out great grace upon us because we belong to Christ. Hallelujah. You are accepted. Say with me, I am accepted in the shadow of the most high. Say with me, I am accepted in the presence of El Shaddai. I am accepted in the presence of God. Glory. I'm telling you, this is, this is so powerful. Now, let me show you one more. Let's go to 1 John 4, uh, 16 through 18. 1 John 4, 16 through 18. And I'm just realizing now that this will probably be a long episode, a little bit longer than usual, but I know you don't mind. Praise God. Continue to pray with me. Praise God. All right. First John 4, verse 16, 17, and 18. We're talking about you, you. <clears throat> We're talking about you being accepted in the presence of the Father. All right. In the presence of the Father, in the presence of of the Most High abiding under his shadow. All right. Look at verse number 16. First John 4, verse 16 says, And we have known, known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Listen to verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Glory. Now, did you see that verse 17? Oh, I wanted to shout. Just get, let's give me a minute. Oh, my Jesus. Let me, oh, let me, mm. let's read verse 17 one more time because I was about to explode while I was reading it. 
boom. I was about to explode, but I did not. I was trying to be patient until we read it all. Let's read it one more time. Listen, it says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness, not being scared, not being timid, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Listen to that. In the day of judgment. The day of judgment is the day that uh, God brings out his microscope uh, or that man is is on trial uh, for every sin they've committed. The day of judgment is that uh, examination day. Oh, there's a fine tooth comb. There is a divine tooth comb that goes through everyone's life from birth to the point of death. Everyone's life will be examined. It's the day of judgment. We can say it this way. It's the day when people are brought into court before the holy judge, before the just judge. Hallelujah. It's that day when everything that you've ever done is now, all, is now out on the table, when every secret sin is now revealed. But God says, grab a hold of this, on the day of judgment, we'll have boldness. We'll be bold. Why? How will we be so confident on that day of judgment? Now, let me, I, I want to just bring this home to you. You remember the times that your hand was caught in the cookie jar, right? Oh, you, oh my goodness, you see me doing this. Oh, maybe the time that you were pulled over for speeding. Maybe it was the time that your parents caught you doing something, or the teacher caught you doing something, or the boss caught you doing something, and you realize, oh, you have just been found out. It's not a good feeling to get your hand caught in the cookie jar. It's not a good feeling whatsoever. All right. That's man's judgment. It has nothing to do with God's judgment. His judgment is so much further and beyond anything that man could ever think about. But on that day of judgment, on that day of examination, you and I will be, oh, praise God. Yes, yes, it's, everything's okay. We're peaceful. We're peaceful. Everybody else has a storm. I mean, the clouds are rolling in and thunder and so forth and so on. But we are in Christ in the secret place, abiding under the shadow of the Most High. We are perfectly preserved in His presence and perfectly welcomed and perfectly loved. And we are without fault. Glory, 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 glory. I feel like I'm about to tear the studio down. Glory on that day. Day, we'll have boldness, we'll have courage and, and confidence. And the next part of the verse really flips my lid. Oh my God, I feel my afro growing again. Woohoo! All right, calm down, buddy. Woo! Let's read this next part. Why are we having boldness? Why are we having confidence on the day of judgment, on the day of examination? Let's read it. Because as he is, as Jesus is, 
so are we in this world. What does that mean? The same righteousness that Jesus has uh, is now upon us. The same way Jesus is accepted in the presence of God the Father, we are accepted the same way in his presence as well. The same way Jesus is welcomed in God's presence is the same way that we are welcomed in God's presence. Glory to God. That is good news. Wow, I'm so excited. Who is getting hot up in here? I'm telling you, this is awesome. So this is why, as we go back up to verse number one, as we go back up to verse number one, it says, he that dwelleth, we can dwell in God without fear. Without, without fear. He that dwelleth in the secret place, that's in Christ, of the most high shall abide. We're going to remain under the shadow of the Almighty, of the most powerful, of the El Shaddai. Oh, my goodness. Oh, let's rock back and forth. Oh, thank you for loving us, Father. Thank you for holding us. Oh, my, 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 my. That is so good. <laughs> now, look at this next part. Look at verse number 18. He says, there is no fear in love. Oh. You have no need to fear. Why is he bringing that up? Because we're talking about the day of judgment, the day of examination, when the secrets of men's hearts will be revealed, when the secret sins will be revealed, when everyone will have to give an account of what they have done to the judge. There's no such thing as perjury on that day because all secrets are known. But on that day, you will have no need to fear, not only on that day, but on this day, because you, because of what Jesus has done, you are perfectly accepted in the presence of God. You are abiding under his shadow today, not because of your works, but because of his works. Not because of your blood, but because of his blood. I'm telling you, we can abide in Jesus. We can rest in him. Oh, feel his love just surrounding you right now, right where you are. Receive his wonderful love. Glory to God. The Bible says there is no fear in love. Don't let these things of this world terrify you. Oh, the virus, oh, shootings, oh, this and oh, that. Oh, there's no fear in love because you're abiding right now, right this very moment under the shadow of the most high, under the shadow of the most powerful. Your father loves you. Oh, my Jesus, that's so good. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. Yes, it does. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you're afraid of these things that are going on, that simply means that there's room for you to be perfected. There's room for you to become more complete or mature. That's what perfection talks about, a completeness or a maturity. We have not fully believed in what God has for us, which means there is still more room for us to grow. There's still something else that God wants to show you. So the presence of fear says, hey, you haven't gotten it all yet. There's still more for you. Because when we 
are receiving his love. We, when we believe his love and we will receive his love and know that we are loved and accepted apart from what we've done and apart from what people say, that he really just loves you. My friend, I'm he really just loves you. As a matter of fact, this video, you're watching this video right now, or you're listening to this podcast or broadcast right now because he loves you. And that's why I'm sitting here right now to tell you that he loves you and that you are accepted in his presence. Oh, won't you receive his love today? Won't you believe in what he's done today? He loves you so incredibly much. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit all in this studio. He loves you so much. I'm not sure what you've been through, or what you've been facing, or maybe you just heard some more terrible news from somewhere. Maybe on your social media feed and so-and-so has passed and we're praying for all of their families. But listen, that's not gonna, gonna come near you. And we're going to get to that. Uh, we're going to get to that. Oh, yes, some of you already know. We're going to get to that. And yes, we're not going to make it to part five today. Not part five. Lord, help me. Verse five. But we will the next time we meet together. So I just want you just to relax and realize that you are accepted in the Lord's shadow and that Jesus is that secret place. How do you believe in it? I mean, how do you get Jesus in your life? Well, you've got to believe in him. You've got to confess him as your Lord and Savior. You know, the Bible declares that if you, in Romans 10, 9, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. There's no magical prayer or formula. You've just got to ask him in and repent if you sin. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and just say, say that prayer together as we close out today. Can we do that? Just say, Father, look up toward heaven, if, if you would. Just say, Father, I, I realize that I have sinned and that I have fallen short of your glory. But I believe in Jesus. And by his blood shed upon the cross, I believe that I am saved. I receive him in my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I ask you, by your grace, to help me to walk the way that I should, to live the way that I should. And I ask you to fill me with your precious spirit that I may have the power that I need to be victorious in this hour. So Lord Jesus, I ask you to come in my heart, live in me, make me yours, and I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, if you prayed that prayer or something like that, I believe the Father has heard you. If you've confessed your sins before him, repented. If you've believed in Jesus, I believe that he has met you right where you are. Just open your heart and accept him. Again, there's no magic prayer, no magic formula. You just got to believe. Believe and then make that confession. Hallelujah. And I believe the Holy Spirit of God will do the rest in your life and help you to grow into the person that you should be. You've got a divine destiny and a divine calling on your life. And I'm glad that I met you. Glad to know you. 
All right. Oh, well, we've reached the end of another broadcast today. I look forward to getting back with you all next week. And maybe we'll get into um, part number five. Oh, verse five on next time. Don't forget to go to the website at www.kingdomrock.org or just kingdomrock.org. You know, we're there and you can find so many other messages there. You can catch up on the series and there's a whole lot of things to do there. And I've, I would love for you to partner with me. There's a give button right there on the website and you can give whatever the Lord lays upon your heart. If it's $5, if it's 500, if it's 5 million, that would be great. That would simply help us to continue the work that Jesus has called us to do. And it would also be an encouragement to us and I thank you so very much. If you can't give anything, then at least if you would, just leave a comment there on this video or uh, go to the website and click the contact button and just let us know how it blessed you or give, give me your thoughts. All of these things will help us. The money, of course, helps us to stay on the air, helps the lights to stay on, and the comments help warm our hearts. Lord, we, we love you so much. And my friends, thank you so much for being here with me. And I will see you on the next time. Bye-bye now.